Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 102 of On the Flank. I'm on your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Joe, I've realized I didn't make you say hello last week, um, but it was too late. It was too late. It was it was while I was editing the podcast. I was like, wow, I, I did not let Joe say hello. Um, wow. We went 100 yeah. episodes and then we messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Very unfortunate. Um <laughs> But Joe, uh, last last week we did have uh, some more All Star, another All Star weekend, two of them, uh, and this time it was North America, so it was it was pretty more it was a lot more prevalent on my Twitter feed at least, uh, because it, you know people people aren't gonna stay up all night watching the Asia All Stars. We got uh, North America this time, not as many events in this one. Um, but in between the games, I had a bunch of like rookie of the year, coach of the year announcements, all that stuff. Um, and I believe it started with the talent takedown. I think that's what started it all off. Think so. um, and team Jake ended up taking it. Uh, so I was, I think we both picked Custa. So maybe we were both wrong. Oh yeah. I thought we both one. picked Jake. I don't know. I, I didn't remember for sure, but <laughs> I pick. I, I remember picking Custa because I was like, "Well, Custa and Reinforcer on this team, two former pros, so this should be a win for them." Yeah, um, actually, we, I remember we were the same. So, yeah, yeah. no, we were wrong. Um, <laughs> and Team Jake looked better. I, I wouldn't say like insanely better than the other team. I mean, they lost the last map, um, and Kings around Rialto were close-ish. It wasn't like absolute dominance. They weren't like full holding. So, uh, it was pretty even. I'm surprised how even the teams were. Honestly, they both teams were looking good. Um, it was <laughs> they had like like they did last year. I'm pretty sure they had comms in between um, like points and stuff like that. And at some point, they they switched to the team Custacoms, and it was just dead silent <laughs> for like ten seconds. And I was like, oh, <laughs> they clearly are not having fun right now. Wow. Got a little boomed, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a little bit boomed. <laughs> I, I wish they would have been having fun, but they were not. <laughs> um, but they're competitive. Obviously, they're all competitive people. Um, oh, yeah. So that, that's the main reason. And this is always a super competitive event uh, between the talent they they got really hyped up for this, obviously. Um, it was a great day to watch, or a great one to watch, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, besides that, there's the Widowmaker, um, Widowmaker 1v1s, which Linkser ended up winning in the end, actually, in uh, and, and a 9-8 battle against Soon, which was a hell of a battle. Um, pretty fun to watch. Uh, yeah, my boy color hack my boy color hacks did not get to the semifinals unfortunately sad yeah, uh, Dalton got his his uh, Vancouver Titans revenge on on, yep. on Boston for the playoffs yep he did um and then, and then the of course there was a, a boss battle um we thought soon was the final boss for Linkser, but now Linkser also had to face the Brito maker Bren. <laughs> to to secure his actual victory and he very much did that um with ease so um 
Yeah, licks are licks are coming out. I don't think I predicted licks. Are. I predicted logics, and <laughs> logics ended up losing uh, in the first round to Oni Gods. So bad prediction by me. Um, <laughs> makes sense. Links are soon. I think we're up there too. Uh, on my on my prediction scale, fun fun to watch. Absolutely, and I mean, um, you know, we we talked about uh, we, you know, if you're gonna have somebody to win it, you know, make it be uh, one of the old guard, right? So yeah, links are soon finals. That's exactly the way you want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> feels like we're back to the um, inaugural season here with that finals. <laughs> links are soon. Um, yeah, and I honestly did not expect Linkser to win that one, but he's a super skilled player, obviously. So uh, nice and easy for him. And then no no skill challenges really in this one. So just the normal All Star game was after that. Reinhardt Team Reinhardt versus Team Diva, and I feel like Tiny Overwatch stole the show even more this time around. At least on my Twitter feed, probably because um, more people were watching the North American All Stars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Tiny Overwatch, still absolutely hilarious to watch. Seeing some people be like, "This should, this should be a, the normal Overwatch League mode now." <laughs> yeah, we got to uh, listen to the strategies being built in real time between the teams, uh, and also that one map was like thirty-five minutes long. <laughs> which I don't, I don't know if you saw. They did a post-game interview with somebody. Uh, uh, off of the winning team Reinhardt, but there was a stat that came up, um, like on the on the bottom. They said, uh, "Yeah, that that one map was like 35 minutes long, which is longer than some series were this season." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I, as a Boston as a, as a Boston fan, I I know that is definitely longer than one of our series. So, <laughs> um, yeah, insanely long map. I mean, might as well. It's the All Star game. It was a short. It was a shorter day too, in comparison. So, um, yeah, fun little All Star event. I, both weekends, I think, were were pretty fun. Um, I I can't wait for next week when they're mashed back up into one weekend. I think that was the only thing I was missing was everyone playing together. To be honest, uh, instead of separating it. So yeah, I, I, fun fun though. And and a nice little break um, in between grand finals. I think it, I think it's a good idea to have it in between grand finals because I remember last year there was like a big gap, maybe between the regular season and playoffs, um, and that hurt <laughs> big time as far as viewership goes because people just like didn't know what happened to the Overwatch League. It was gone for a month and a half, yeah. uh, but but having having it be active in some way is good. Uh, and now we get the grand finals this weekend. So actually tomorrow, which is crazy. We're it's already, uh, it's, it feels like you're starting super early, but I mean, it's what you got to do with all your teams. Yep. Um, and it will be starting super early in the morning for both of <laughs> yeah. us. Uh, I'm setting my alarm for 7am tomorrow. Very fun. Um, yeah. So that's like almost 12 hours away right now. We get to, watch the grand finals i'm super excited um but joe we got a lot of news this week i did not expect this much news this week uh a lot of it is actually coaching news um with some with some player news um 
both London and Guangzhou have dropped their full coaching staff. Full. Uh, so the London thing, not as surprising. This happened maybe pretty close to after we recorded last week's podcast when we reported based off the rumor that uh, London would just be fully wiping their entire org, basically, um, <laughs> to restart. So this was not abs- absolutely not a surprise. We have immediately got this news that all the coaches were out. Uh, they haven't since then. They have not made any announcements about, about players, though. So uh, that's still up in the air, I guess. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit last week, Joe. But if you want to talk about the move a little bit more, we can. I mean, I, I still think I, I, we'll still have to see. In my opinion, who they pick up. Obviously, I think they might be going for some British Hurricane players, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, some new coaches might be in order. Some new European coaches might be in order because of that. Yeah, what what surprises me um, um, even more is are some of these Guangzhou changes. Honestly, um, yeah. you know that it may be, uh, or it may come out that uh, you, you know some of those were more uh, more personal decisions than than based on performance. But uh, but regardless, I mean that's going to be a, a big uh, a big change, you know, at the coaching level for. Uh, for what Guangzhou is going to look like here in the future, um, after you know, not a terrible, uh, not a terrible result. Uh, uh, you, you know, certainly uh, they had they had highs and probably could have maintained them longer than they did, but uh, uh, definitely, definitely not a bad year uh, for Guangzhou for sure. Yeah, I agree. I I think this is a weird, definitely something you didn't expect to see. Um. Because Guangzhou had a fantastic year, they had a great year. They had a good, they had a good first year in the league, even better second year. So I mean, you you see them just going up, and you're like, well, why why change anything? They're, you're doing super well. Um, they ended the season a little poorly, obviously. Did not show up in playoffs at all. Um, but I I don't know. I I guess. They have very talented players, so I I guess you could blame that on coaching. Maybe maybe they think that. They could find some better coaches. I also um, there there has been a good amount of talk and articles coming out about how a majority of the Overwatch League don't have good coaches, uh, which I frankly agree with um, because people don't know. I don't know. People don't know exactly what makes a good Overwatch League coach or what you need. Uh, at least a lot of the organizations don't. So. Um, and, and certainly the public doesn't. I mean, you know, yeah, as, exactly. as analysts, you know, that we can't um, really talk about that kind of stuff just because it's, you know, we don't know what that looks like for lots of teams. Yeah, exactly. Like, we all we know is Krusty, everywhere he goes, the, the team wins. It must be him. Must have something to do with him. He's in Boston. They have a perfect stage. Uh, he leaves, goes to shock. They win a championship. Like, that guy must be good. Uh, you know, it's 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 stuff like that that we can obviously see. Um, the more visible things in games are like um, are like play like plays like the Gladiators play season one playoffs against London Spitfire, where you're like, oh, Deepay's a smart coach. He wrote that up, like that's insane. Um, stuff like that. Uh, but besides that, it's super hard to see. It's more. It feels more like building building a, a roster and 
I have no clue. I have no clue what it takes, honestly. But we, the only way we can see it, the only way we can quantify it is in wins. Um, which, yeah, which is interesting. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Guangzhou does going forward. Hopefully, maybe they can find better coaching staff and improve. And if they don't, people, a lot of people are going to be looking at this move and they're going to be scratching their heads. They could be like, well, why'd they do that? If they end up having a worse record next year, they don't have as great of a performance. Everyone's going to be like, okay, well you, you didn't really need to change anything. So why did you, um, we'll see going forward though. Um, some assistant coaches being dropped. Dallas, um, parting ways with Volgen, one of their assistant coaches, Washington dropping their assist, one of their assistant coaches, Wiz. um, don't know too much about their roles with the team, but uh, they, I mean, Dallas, obviously, part of the ways with their head coach towards the end of the season. So uh, Vulgin might have just been a leftover that they wanted to get rid of alongside uh, Arrow. Yeah, and that one they did explicitly say was mutual, too. So uh, okay. maybe they end up at the same team in the future. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, just um, in general, that. Um, uh, lots of coaching stuff happening these last couple of weeks. Yeah, which makes sense. That's why everyone's talking about coaches. They're everyone's like, yeah, I, what quantifies a good coach? Like, who is a good coach? Does anyone in the Overwatch League, besides the Shock, have a good coach? Actually, like, so a lot of I think a lot of people are looking at their coaching staff and being like, okay, we, we I think it's time to part ways. There's I mean with Dallas, obviously there was coaching issues. Like you have tons of talent on that team. You had decay on that team all year, and you have no results. Um, with Washington, I'm not so sure. Like Washington, legit needed talent. Once they got decay, that's when they actually looked good. Um, so I don't think coaching was necessarily Washington's problem at any point. I think it was a talent issue. Once they lost. Um, Stratus and all their good players at once. Corey, it, it was all of a sudden a talent issue. Um, yeah, and a meta, and a meta issue, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but that's why they only only dropped their assistant coach. I, I don't know if they'll drop their head coach or anything like that. Um, but uh, <laughs> to move on from teams uh, parting ways with their coaches, Boston hired a coach this week. Um, and I guess kind of parted ways with Mineral as their coach, uh, but Mineral has now moved to a management position. Uh, so he's still with the team, just managing, not coaching. And um, yeah, the head coach they hired is Lori, who uh, I didn't know much about until obviously since I worked for the team, I heard about it a bit earlier. And I got to watch some, go back, watch some of WGS Phoenix's games. Um, barely see Laurie on screen or anything like that, but uh, just see and look at his history. And he's coached all over the place. Super impressive resume because uh, he coached for Eternal Academy. He's coached in Korea, obviously. He's coached in NA. Like he's just been all over the place. He apparently can speak English pretty well. Um, for Boston's mixed roster that they have right now, we don't know who they're going to drop, what's going to happen. But for for the mixed roster they had this last season, I think this is a, um, a fantastic hire. Because um, obviously you got your Koreans and Jerry and Minbong, and Axiom's technically still on the team. Um, just 
injured. So, and then you got some great English speaking players too. Punk stands out to me as someone who I think was really fantastic on this team once they picked him up. So I think it's a great hire for a team that I think would aim towards keeping this mixed roster. Um, but and obviously they, that's biased because I work for them. <laughs> yeah, well, and the, and the internet seems to like him a lot too. So, I mean, because, yep. <laughs> you know, that's always a, a super good measuring stick and all that. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't call myself like a contender's genius, but I, I I will listen to the people on the internet that actually do watch a lot of contenders and know that Laurie is a really good coach and WGS Phoenix is sort of had a really good uh, contender's year with him as coach. Uh, so that's great. Fantastic. Because, um, yeah, Boston, definitely one of those teams that I think have have, have a ton of talent. Um, and it's just about figuring out coaching and figuring out exactly what um, how, how to manage that talent. So could be this is a great first step for Boston in the offseason. Um, unfortunately, back to... <laughs> Um, back to dropping, uh, uh, not coaches, players this time. The LA Gladiators made a lot of drop announce- announcements. The first two, Jaru and Bishu. Um, not too surprising, I would say. I mean, neither of them saw playing time at all, basically. Uh, so, not that big. But then, the LA Gladiators dropped Big Goose and Shaz, their Finnish support duo, um, and on the sheet, Joe wrote again, because of course, last year they debated us by making a t- tweet saying that they will no longer have their finished duo because they will have a finished trio. Um, but this time it's for real. <laughs> they, they have dropped their finished duo and big goose is actually retired as well. Uh, Shaz said that he's, he's going to think about his future and what he wants to do, but big goose is retired from the game. Gladiators lose their supports. Joe, he's I, gotta, as, I was gonna say he's retired as a player. I think I think he mentioned he might come oh, back okay. and uh, oh yeah 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 um, yeah I remember that be one. like a coach or something. But that would be interesting. Yep. Um, but Joe, I gotta I gotta say I, I I thought going into the season I did think they were one of the best support dudes in the league. I was a little disappointed with them this year. I don't think they lived up to that expectation this year. Um, so if I were to take out any part of that Gladiators starting lineup, it honestly would have been that support duo. And the Gladiators had a disappointing year, so they I think they do need to clean up some of their lineup. What do you think about the move, Joe? The moves, I guess, overall, if you want to talk about Jaro and Bishu as well. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, Jaro and Bishu, you know, saw less, uh, less playtime as we went. Um, I think, uh, or maybe it was... Maybe it was Bishu who who actually was talking about being a coach. I'm not sure, or maybe it was both. Um, um, but I think particularly particularly Bishu, I think who was even even this season, I think was listed as like an assistant coach for a while or something, or he was moving into a coaching role while still on the roster. Um, uh, I think he's um, definitely going to be useful for, for for a team for sure. Um, uh, the uh, uh, the, the the word I'll use is romantic, as in like, like you know, the artistic movement. But like the romantic in me is like, oh yeah, once 
<laughs> you know, once one of Shaz and Big Goose left, the other had to leave with him because he just couldn't couldn't go on without the other. <laughs> um, they're on the gladiators, uh, but. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's you're right. That's like the big, uh, a big core, uh, if not of the actual team competitively, but uh, of like the the spirit of the team and certainly of the the public face of the team. Um, and so you know that's going to be you know just as much as uh, I'd argue probably Surefor was uh, uh, first couple of seasons that he was with the Gladiators, but. Um, uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's a significant thing, and it's a team um, that they're going to have to work on, you know, sort of finding an identity, which they were going to have to do anyway. Um, but but now uh, all the more all the more so, um, you know, going into to season, I almost said season three, but season four, I guess. Yeah, that's what we're thinking about next. That's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Can't believe we're. <laughs> Can't believe this season's ending, um, but yeah, it, we'll we'll see what the gladiators re- who they replace the duo with. Um, but yeah, great. It's they've had great years in the past. This was probably their worst one yet, so they got to pick it up. Um, there was an experimental patch with only one change, Joe. If you want to talk about that one change, yeah, there was indeed uh, a small change, but. <laughs> Uh, pretty cool change as far as that goes. Uh, we got an experimental patch on October 1st, uh, so just a little less than a week ago, uh, to Soldier 76, and so probably actually that card is uh, nearing the end of its life, I would assume. Um, but uh, Soldier's uh, primary fire now no longer has any bullet spread, uh, but a constant recoil uh, has been added to the gun. Uh, so now as you shoot, you'll just sort of drift up because that's what recoil means uh, <laughs> but otherwise uh, you'll actually hit everything that your crosshairs pointed at um, and you get an ammo buff as well uh, increase from 25 bullets to 30 uh, uh, without having to reload uh, which is um, pretty nice it's it's one of those things where um, uh, you, you know if uh, if you have the the mechanical skill to really uh, where where you have like the precise aim that this uh, now rewards, it's going to be a pretty significant, um, uh, you know, nice thing for for soldier players. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're the kind of player where you almost preferred um, to the RNG of spread once you once you've shot for a while, because at least then you were more likely to hit something. Uh, you know, you you may miss that. Uh, now that it's gone, but it, it's a, it's a very interesting change, and uh, it, it makes Soldier um, uh, definitely more unique uh, than uh, you know than arguably Hughes. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know of any other guns that have that kind of recoil. Uh, other, uh, you know, like Widow and and that kind of stuff have sort of a recoil animation, but like to actually. Um, like like as you're shooting that you have to keep making that adjustment is I think more or less unique in their roster. Uh, but it's cool. I mean you you know, so soldier getting some loves is not uh not a bad thing, I don't think. No, it's it's definitely not. I, I think this is a big buff. Um at least according to Color Hacks in, in our Boston Uprising Discord chat, he was like, This is huge. Um anything where you can let players use their skill more is is going to be a big buff 
Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to see seeing if Soldier can compete with Ash and McCree and uh, Widow as the hit scan choice uh, going forward if this goes through, which I think it should. Uh, because Soldier's been struggling, obviously, and Soldier has been, I would say Soldier has been like a lower ladder, high tier hit scan. But upper, uh, on the upper ladder, people have defaulted to Ash McCree, Widow more often. So, yep, I mentioned uh, they announced some awards in the All-Stars earlier. Um, those awards were Rookie of the Year. Um, of course, the Dennis Hawkwood. Hawaka Award, Coach of the Year as well. Um, Alarm won Rookie of the Year. McGravy won the Dennis Hakula Award. And um, Coach of the Year was Moon, Shanghai Dragons coach. Um, I They nailed it. <laughs> uh, nothing much more to say, honestly, for me. I think those three were great choices. Obviously, Shanghai, their best year yet. And looking like one of the best teams, um, I'd say Moon deserves it. And I'm a big fan of, obviously, Krusty had another fantastic year. He always has a fantastic year. But I'm a big fan of spreading the love. So um, maybe you could argue Krusty deserves it over Moon. Um, Maybe you could even um, argue Fusion Coach possibly deserves it. I don't know who. I can't remember who Fusion Coach. What's what their name is? It's, uh, uh, Christopher, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, or I, he might be an assistant coach. I don't. Uh, the head coach might be somebody Korean. I'm not sure. Looking it up right um, now. Head coach is uh, KDG. Duh. Yeah. Who who coached oh, yeah, the yeah, All Stars team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, could be KDG. It could be. I think Moon's a great choice, though, um, because I do think Shanghai is uh, a very coaching-heavy team. As far as when I watch them, I'm like, yeah, this is more. This is less of their talent shining player-wise, and more like of their teamwork and coaching coming into play. Whereas, I think Fusion does depend on their talent pretty often. Uh, which did, did, works as well. Obviously, they have a lot of talented players. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I'm all about spreading the love. I'd, I'd give it to Moon. Um, how about you, Joe? You agree with these three choices? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, I guess it was uh, uh, Custa got the Internet Hulk Award last year. Um, uh, he, you know, McGravy, yeah, it's a good choice. Uh, we don't know... Uh, I mean, certainly the the first year was uh, very obvious to the fans. I think who was probably going to get it. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, Cus was a good choice last year. Uh, McGravy, actually another uh, LA Valiant player, now two years in a row. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> picking that up, but um, but yeah, I mean that that's that particular word. I think is a lot. Uh, it means a lot more like internally, um, and and you you can probably see that better. Um, you know, from the inside of the league looking out, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. You know, rookie of the year alarm. That's we've been, we've been, uh, asserting that for a very long time on this show. Um, uh, and yeah, coach, is this, is this the, uh, first coach of the year that they've awarded? Yep. Yep. First, first coach of the year. It's a new award this year. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, crusty still got his chance, right? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, true. Uh, but yeah, talk about a, talk about a turnaround year for Shanghai. Um, 
I mean, you know, last year was too, but uh, when you can build on it like this, I mean, that's that's super solid. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for the news. We can now get into the grand final prediction preview, Joe. Um, it starts in less than 12 hours here from when we're recording this podcast. Uh, it's going to be a full weekend of four teams, double elimination bracket, very similar to what you saw in the Asia bracket, actually, just last month. Um, it's going to be exciting. The first matches are Seoul Dynasty versus the Shock and the Philadelphia Fusion versus the Shanghai Dragons. Um, it's If you're in NA, which I imagine a lot of our listeners are, it's you're going to want to hope you're um, in Eastern time because if you're in Pacific time, my God, you are going to have to wake up in the middle of the night to watch these. Um, but Easter time, you can at least set your alarm for very early in the morning. It starts at 7 a.m. Um, the hardest for us East Coasters is 5 a.m. Uh, on Friday. Uh, but then the actual grand finals is at 9 a.m., which is not bad at all, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, me and Joe, we have been doing our predictions all year long. Joe is currently winning 148 to 146, so I need a comeback. Um, Joe, if you want to take us through your bracket real quick and possibly give us some reasoning behind, uh, behind some of your picks. Yeah. So we've got, um, uh, uh, counting really quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, uh, six whole matches <laughs> this, this weekend, but, uh, uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll talk through real quick. So obviously we'll start with, uh, number one in North America. Uh, taking on number two in Asia, which is uh, uh, Shock versus Seoul, respectively. Uh, I think that one, um, it's it's no secret that uh, uh, Seoul Dynasty is sort of the the odd bird out uh, from these four playoff teams. Um, uh, you know, obviously performing really well in the playoffs um, uh, to get to this point, been really strong with. Um, these kinds of roadhog sibling compositions and that kind of thing, um, uh, but yeah, so they they have uh, definitely got a lot to prove um, if they want to find uh, uh, you know the kind of success obviously in these playoffs that they, that they want, and I'm just not sure that's going to happen, uh, particularly when you're going up against uh, uh, San Francisco Shock. I, I think we'll uh, sort of sort of a theme in my bracket. Uh, as we go along, um, is you know we've talked uh, all season about you know oh, well, what's the difference between North America and Asia, and where's the where are the power levels really, um, and how competitive is it? How competitive should it be? Um, uh, but it, I think once you get down to uh, these top four teams, uh, particularly these top three teams, because uh, again I'll sort of single out Seoul, um, that. Uh, that, that some of those conversations, you know, be, just become secondary to well, you know, how good uh, they actually are these teams, and I think uh, uh, that th- that's going to be a, a much bigger deal. Uh, but so all that to say, uh, our, our first taste of North America versus Asia, uh, I think Shock's going away with it. Uh, I I I don't know that they'll run away with it necessarily, but uh, out of the matches that we've got here. Uh, Again, I think Seoul's looking like looking like the weaker opponent. 
Yeah, I I am with you there, Joe. I do think Seoul's the fourth best out of these four, but I don't necessarily think that means they won't compete here. In my bracket, I do have them basically just o twoing and exiting, um, exiting the tournament. So it's not going to be a great weekend for them. But I do think they will compete against the Shock um, here in this first game. They've got great players, and they've got players who have won the Grand Finals before and done really well in playoffs before. So um, they've been here. They they know what it's about. Uh, But I still think Seoul is is probably the least consistent team out of all these four. We know Fusion is... Fusion's so consistent that they we know that they will at least probably get second because they are so consistent at that. They always get second, Joe. So... Um, whereas Soul Dynasty, we have no clue what they're going to do. They're the wild card here. I think everyone's counting them out, and I am also counting them out. I'm joining that bandwagon. <laughs> Shock wins the first one. I have Shanghai beating Philadelphia in the next game as well, um, which I think is also going to be a super close game. But I just think these two top seeds are just really good. They're going to be hard to beat. Um, for Fusion, and I, I think it might take a series before Fusion really turns out against these uh, Asian teams here, because they'll have to play Seoul next, which I kind of spoiled earlier that I, I do think Philly will beat Seoul in that loser's bracket. So, um, What about you, Joe? Who do you got between Philly and Shanghai? Philly and Shanghai, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> going to be quite the match. Uh, that's for sure. I, I try to remember... I feel like this has got to be a rematch of something. Uh, <laughs> some big, long, uh, uh, exciting series they've had in the past. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, if nothing else, I think these um, may... I mean, well, my, my bracket doesn't show it, but uh, I think these may be uh, the, the two best teams um, out of these four uh, here, here in... Uh, uh, in the grand finals, which you know might be controversial, I don't know. We'll we'll see with the rest of my picks. Um, uh, but this is going to be, a, I think, a much closer series uh, um, in the second one. Um, and obviously, as a Philadelphia Future fan, uh, I sort of qualify that. Uh, <laughs> I sort of qualify that every time we we bring up this team. Uh, you know, I really want to see them do well and and uh, and find success in these grand finals. Um, uh, that being said, I'm actually going to uh, go ahead and pick against them here in the first round. Uh, I think you sort of uh, alluded to it already that uh, Philly are not uh, not not a team necessarily to uh, make an explosive start uh, in an event like this. Uh, I think Shanghai uh, are going to be uh, able at least to get themselves into that first winners round, uh, and then uh, sort of go from there. <laughs> yeah, um, I was curious, so I looked it up and. Um... The last, I guess, big game between these two in like a playoff situation was last year. They played each other in the play-ins, and they went to six maps. It was a best of seven, um, and Shanghai beat them four-two to uh, to send them uh, send Philly bye-bye for the year. <laughs> um, so Shanghai ended up losing to London later. Uh, so. Um, I think these are also looking at the playoff bracket from last year. They're all best of sevens, and I think these are all best of fives, which is um, an interesting change because I, I I did see people complaining about that. They're like, I I do like best of sevens for um, big situations like this. So 
Yeah, I, I guess I guess the the complaint about that is well, you you don't want them to have to play like fourteen maps in a row or whatever ridiculous, you know? Yeah, because uh, in fact, okay. I think. Uh, yeah, that's not true. Never mind. <laughs> um, I, I would. I hope the grand finals are at least best of seven. Um, I, I agree with you there. But finals on a completely different day, I'm completely fine with uh, a nice best of seven there. Please, um, I think best of seven is in order for at least the finals. Uh, but I, I don't know the format. It's got to be somewhere on on this website, probably. But yeah. Um, as far as the winner finals goes, uh, which we both have the same one, right? We have uh, Shock and Dragons. I'm going Shock on that one as well. I don't know. It's something about the Shock here. Um, it's something about the Shock that just the playoffs they obviously did not they didn't have as dominant of a year this year as they did last year but it's the playoffs it's the shock they're the they're the defending champions um i think they're gonna turn up here they've been here before i think they're gonna be less nervous than the shanghai dragons there's more on the line for the dragons people are expecting there are a lot of people favoring them this weekend to win it all so for that reason i'm gonna take shock at least to win in this um, this round of shock versus Shanghai. Um, how about you for the winter fi- winter final, Joe? Um, yeah. So once uh, once we get to the winners finals, so far there are uh, no differences uh, between us here. Um, is that yeah? I'm also giving shock the edge here. I think. Um, and again, that might be surprising. Um, you know, considering how how well we've seen Shanghai do. Um. Um, in Asia, but I mean, um. Um, again, I think some of these conversations about about the relative strength of the region just sort of go away when you actually look at the teams. Um, and, and yeah, the San Francisco Shock, uh, more than any other team in these grand finals, just have the have the the grit and the and the history um, uh, to be able to 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 thrive in this kind of situation. Um, and it's it's just still really hard to pick against them. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's hard to pick against the defending champs, and they, I mean, they've retained most of that roster, and they look just as good this year. So, um, I did do research, and I did find out that all these matches are first to three, best of five, um, except the grand finals, which is first to four. So, and no bracket reset, I assume. Yep, no bracket reset, which is what they did last year. Yeah. Um, which everyone was fine with. Because uh, Shock did come out of the loser's bracket and just absolutely dominated the Titans, so yeah. everyone was fine. Um, yeah, and that that uh, will set up for both of us a, a Philly Fusion. I'm assuming. I don't know if you said your Philly Fusion versus Soul pick, but uh, I did not. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Philly beats Soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'll both set up a rematch for us of Philly Fusion Dragons. Which is where we differ here, Joe. Um, finally, I'm gonna go dragons. I, I um, I'm gonna go dragons again here. I, I would love to see Philly. I told Joe I think I'm gonna go into this weekend as a Philly fan. I would love to see them win it all. I think they've got the talent to do so and just have been coming up short in every single tournament they play in. 
Um, I think it would be, I think that's the storyline I want to focus on most, but I do think the two best teams this weekend are the shock and the dragons. So I am going to pick the dragons to beat Philly here. I think it'll be extremely close again. Um, but I think this is where Philly exits for me. Um, Joe, why do you disagree with me? Why do you think Philly's going to take this one? Um, yeah, so this is, uh, well, number one, um, Philly, uh, assuming, assuming these teams end up here again, uh, uh, will have arrived at this match after a win. Uh, they said, uh, Shanghai Dragons will have arrived at this match after a loss. I mean, you know, however relevant that may or may not be, uh, it is a fact. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yes, yeah, so that, that I am, uh, in case I didn't explicitly say that already, uh, I'm picking Philly here over Shanghai. Um, and again, I think um, it's it's very likely that, well, you know, as likely as anything else, um, that that these two teams are um, are are potentially the best um, out of these four uh, to have a meet for a second time again. You know, how losers bracket finals, not even not even made it to the grand finals, uh, would be interesting. Um, but um, it's also just it's also just bias here playing into this matchup, uh, which I can I can uh, I can definitely admit. Uh, that, yeah, I, I'm picking this as a Philly fan, uh, but also just because I want to see some really good Overwatch, uh, which this definitely will be. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it's going to be great Overwatch all weekend. Um, so our finals are different. We both have Shock in our finals. I have Shock versus Dragons. You have Shock versus Philly. I wrote down on our sheet that I think Shanghai is going to beat San Francisco, but I'm changing my mind right here live on the show. I cannot pick against San Francisco here. I just can't. <laughs> I know that I, I know they, they've looked weak, weaker at times this year. They lost Sinatra, but I just cannot. I, I in a in a first to four series, I have trouble picking against the San Francisco Shock to repeat their their championship win from last year. I think they will be champions again. I think not enough has changed here. Not, I don't, I think Shanghai and fusion have greatly improved and are great challengers to shock, but I think shocks just been here before. I think they're going to be able to take it. They're determined to, I got shot. I'm changing it. I think shock repeats here, beat Shanghai dragons. If I had to pick a, a score, I think it'll be four to two. Uh, I think they'll go six maps. All right, Joe, you got a different grand finals shock versus fusion for you. Who do you think takes it between those two? Yeah. So yeah, shock fusion finals. I mean, that's, um, uh, I'm sure not, <laughs> not what people would have expected. Um, uh, but you, you know, as, as we're over here in Korea doing, doing grand finals stuff. Um, but yeah, if Philly beats Shanghai, that's, um, uh, they will have just put out, uh, both of the, uh, uh, Asian division participants here. Um, and then it's just, a <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you, you know, neutral turf sort of in a brawl again uh, between Philly and Shock, and we know how we know how variable those can be, and we know how exciting those can be, um, and we know how, how one-sided those have the potential to be. Uh, uh, you, you know, the new day, fresh, um, uh, both teams coming at it on uh, that'll be Sunday, I think. Uh, no, Saturday the tenth. But, uh, but yeah, so super exciting match, first of all. Uh, 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 it, it, but uh, then, even though I'm picking 
Philly again over Shock. I think this match, um, le- less so than uh, than Philly Shanghai, it's it's less affected by uh, by my own team preference here. I think honestly, uh, I, I think uh, Philly is uh, potentially more likely to beat Shock than Shanghai. Uh, which I guess you might agree with too. I don't know uh, because you didn't you didn't have them run into each other. But uh, uh, but I don't know because they have they have the potential to. I uh, really want them to. Uh, I mean they've, they they have already this nice season, so. and they have exactly. Uh, so you, that's a big reason. <laughs> yeah, say. we've seen them very definitively. And uh, what I haven't mentioned um, at all so far during this this bracket prediction, I mean, this is a team that uh, that finally took care of the Washington Justice uh, in a way that obviously uh, San Francisco handed them their other loss, but uh, uh, you know, one might argue more uh, more convincingly than Shock did. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a whole combination of things for me, but. Uh, but I think this year is, is finally the year that uh, uh, Philly gets with her after. Yeah, I, I could totally see that happening. Um, I'm excited. I don't know. Obviously, I think the top three contenders for this finals are Shock, Fusion, Dragons. Um, I don't see a situation where Dynasty could win it, but that would be insane too, and I would totally be down for it. Um, I'm down for any of the results. I think all these teams work super hard this year. Um, I've had moments of greatness, at least to the point where I think they are deserving of uh, being this year's champion. And in a very weird year, um, I think we've gotten four of the best teams, at least. I think the clear top three dynasty is definitely arguable. But um, yeah, we've got four great teams here. It's going to be a fantastic three days of amazing Overwatch. Um, and I'm glad we still got a season this year, Joe, despite obviously all these complications. Uh, I'm glad we still have a grand finals and a champion to crown. Um, and I'm excited to find out who it is. Um, I, I do hope my predictions are right, but I think it would be less fun if the shock repeat repeated their championships. So, um, hoping for a new champion this year. Um, but yeah, anything else to say, Joe, before, um, oh, I guess there are drops too. I missed out on that. There's a tracer spray, tracer spray you can get for, um, watching five tokens per hour while watching, um, and some owl skins as well. Yeah. The, uh, um, the gray ones, right? Yeah. For, for tracer, at least I think it might just be, it might be only tracer. Um, uh, but yeah, so that those are cool things, and it's the the tracer mosaic spray. So it's like the one that you see on the Overwatch C website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's super cool looking. I'm really a fan of that particular spray. Um, so yeah, it'll be <laughs> super nice to get those. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah, super exciting. Well, it's almost time, Joe. It's next time we'll be talking to these people on our podcast. We'll have a new champion. Um, God, exciting. It's crazy. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the season will be over and we'll be heading to the off season. Crazy. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow us on, on social media, our Twitters are mine is at JWGeorgeIV. Joseph's at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. Our show has a Twitter. It's at On The Flank Show. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any questions, corrections, topics you'd like us to talk about. 
you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on hyphen the hyphen flank dot co. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the final weekend of the 2020 Overwatch League season.